Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I am James Matamontamagno. And I'm Michael Rivat. How's it going, buddy? It's going good. I just got back from a little camping. Nice. I did I like not that. bring my Switch, though. Oh, that's right. When you told me you're going camping, I was like, you're bringing your Switch. It makes, you know, great fireside chat. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm actually glad I didn't because it, it poured this whole weekend. So um, my phone got drenched. It is currently in a bag of those little beads, hopefully drying out. And I, I'm happy my Switch is not alongside that. Uh, yeah, that would have been a disaster because all of your game saves gone, gone, God. totally gone. <laughs> that is my fear of traveling so much with my switch and plugging into a lot of foreign outlets is I always have fear that something's going to short circuit or go wrong. And then my hundred hours of Zelda just vanquished. Yeah, it's it's definitely a real problem that they need to fix soon rather than late. And I'm hoping at E3 we do hear a lot about the online announcements and some of that game say stuff. But we'll save that, of course, for another show because there's tons of announcements. So, Michael, why don't you just kick it off? Yeah. So one of the big things I think um, dozens of people are going to care about is that Mitomo <laughs> is being put to rest. Um, Nintendo's, I guess, social networking app would be a good way of putting it. Some people may call it a game, some may put more social networking, but it's closing down. Now, I don't know about you, but this is something that I played for a solid day and a half, uh, and then I was completely over it. Um, And it's shutting down May 9th. So the day this podcast comes out, that'll be it. It'll be gone. It'll be a thing of memories. Uh, are you sad about this? Is this something that you care too much about? Mm, no, not too much. I, what's interesting to me is our me characters have been around since the early Wii days. I remember crafting them for the 3DS. I remember crafting them again for the Wii U and figuring out how to transfer things to my remote to do this. And I guess when I look at this announcement that they're shutting it down, they're also apparently building an online me maker tool. So apparently me's will live on. Do they need to live on? I'm not exactly. sure. Well, that know. was my thinking as well. It's, it's kind of what is their point? What is the thinking? So May 9th, we're no longer able to use Mitomo. All services cease to exist. Later in the month, this me maker tool will be coming out where it will be browser based so i guess you go on nintendo.com and then log in there and i'm assuming it's going to live there somehow but what's the point everything else that used the me has kind of been either you know closed down or hidden like on the switch you're you know you can make a me there but it's it's a couple it's a process to get to that so just let it go what are people even using them for anymore i what i what i really liked about the the Wii specifically with the Miis or the, the Miis and all your friends and on the 3DS where they would show up in your game mm. uh, when you were playing it. I Here's my thought before we kind of jump topics on this. So I'm curious if the Miis and this online Mii tool and perhaps a new Switch Mii Maker tool, because it does have a browser, I wonder if this has bigger plans into the online service. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I also uninstalled Miitomo pretty early on because that was the initial offering from Nintendo to get into mobile. And we'll talk about mobile in a little bit later on this podcast. But uh, I would love to know if any of our listeners are still were still addicted to Miitomo and if it actually was a social network for you or not. I would love for you to email us in. <laughs> Go to NintendoDispatch.com for sure. 
Um, what's more interesting this week, for me at least, is that Nintendo's being sued yet again. This is not the first time Nintendo's been sued over all sorts of different things. If you remember the Wii, for the motion controls were being sued and all sorts of different uh, things. But GameVice, which is a company that makes attachments for mobile phones and tablets, controller attachments, is suing Nintendo over the Switch. Go figure, because they say that the Switch infringes on their patents of attachable tablet controllers. If you go to the GameVice website, these are not necessarily the most elegant devices. They look okay. It's what I think a lot of people wanted or imagine the switch was going to be, which is, Hey, just slap some controllers on a mobile device and go again. That's not what a switch is necessarily. Yes. It runs an X one Tigra, you know, Tigra processor, but it's much more than just a mobile phone and people, I don't know. I don't want to have all these attachments carrying around with me, but it's interesting. I, you know, Microsoft's been sued before for controller patents, you know, PlayStation's been consoled for, you know, um, sued for, patents everyone gets sued for patents so i don't think this is necessarily a huge deal but it is of newsworthy and of course game vice wants nintendo to stop selling switches and recall and do everything and call them all back stop selling systems and give us all the money mm-hmm. i don't know for their peripheral that nobody ever bought or uses i guess so, so. That, that makes total sense yeah but so let's kick it up because that's kind of like a downer, I guess. I don't know. I, I think that <laughs> Nintendo will be just fine. Our Switches will be just fine. Don't worry about it. Because uh, because there's some awesome new announcements that make our Switch come to new platforms and some new games. I'm really excited for this game is Ikaruga. This is one of my favorite shmups, so um, shoot 'em ups uh, It's just like bullet hell, ridiculous. Uh, I love this game. I played it on my GameCube tons. I remember actually importing the Japanese version to play uh, on my uh, on my GameCube. And this is coming to the Switch on May 29th. It's coming this month. And I love this game. It's really cool because the ship, um, based on the bullets that are, are light or dark, you have to flip your uh, ship around to suck in the energy. It's one of a classic game. And it's only going to be uh, $15. I cannot believe this is coming. I'm so excited. I'm I'm right there with you. I I think we may have even played this together. I know I've seen this. Um, I, it was never a game that I owned, but I love the idea of it, and I'm I'm also looking forward to it. Also, in good news for anybody that has a Switch Pro controller, Steam is now going to be compatible with that controller. Now, for me, I've done this before. I've had my Xbox controller and a PlayStation controller that I've used for Steam games. Now you're going to have it built in that you can do Switch. So it may not be a big deal for anybody that's already using those other controllers, but I do think it's a big deal for Switch Pro controller users and Steam because you know now now it's so much easier for all of us to be able to play games. I think it's a it's a cool update. Yeah, and if you're... If you actually look at some of the releases that we're going to be talking about, many of them are SIM shipping on both Switch and Steam, Mm -hmm. which means you can use your same exact controller for both your Switch and for your PC. And to me, that's actually a big win when we think about these games coming out on multiple systems. So that's something that I think of in my back of my mind because the XY and the AB are a little bit different on all the controllers. So I'd prefer just here it is and it'll be built into the Steam system. I also think it's it's pretty telling of the overall acceptance of Nintendo Switch, right? Yeah. Like Steam acknowledges the fact that this is becoming a powerhouse. It's becoming a juggernaut and they want to make that connection. 
That's a good point. Um, I didn't think of it like that. Uh, but yeah, it makes complete sense that it's a big, bold statement that they're putting actual development effort. Some program manager or product manager said the switch is so important that you need to go make official UI specs and official integration into the Steam client. So, yeah. The last thing that I'll talk about before we get into the new releases is, of course, the Nintendo Labo. Uh, some interesting news came out this week of, you know, is it selling like hotcakes like me and Michael thought or how well is it doing? And I've actually talked to a lot of friends about Labo, super enjoyed it. Uh, apparently, you can still buy them everywhere in Japan. I haven't gone to a Target or a Walmart recently to see if there's stacks of Labos sitting around. But a lot of people are really interested in the longevity. I still have only built the fishing pole. I really want to make the piano. And I really want to make the piano because there are some amazing people in Japan making some serious, ridiculous music. I'm just going to put the link to the Kotaku article. But there's amazing Final Fantasy tributes and Splatoon games where they're using the garage and Joy-Cons and all sorts of craziness to compose ridiculous music and if this is the future of labo then it's an awesome future because i can't wait to see what else it's going to unleash yeah I, I it the music the video you had sent me i thought it was it was awesome it's fantastic but i'm i'm no longer surprised by the musicians all around the world and what they're able to use to make music i mean next i'll see a video of somebody that had you know, two sticks of gum and a, and a piece of string, and they made like this be beautiful, like Beethoven orchestra out of it. it. It no longer surprises me, but what they did do with it, it is pretty fantastic. Yeah, it's it's bananas, and I'm really interested to see what comes next and what else people do with it. So that's the Nintendo Labo. I think it's going to be around for a while, and I think we may see even more cardboard art coming our way. Talking about coming our way, before we get into the brand, brand new releases for the week of May 7th, let's go take a step back really quick to talk about some of the games that came out last week. We had talked about them, maybe even played some of them uh, on the Switch for last week. And the first one that I really want to talk about is Lightfall. This game I'd only played for about 45 minutes is from Bishop Games. I actually tweeted at them and they tweeted back. And I've been tweeting regular screenshots on the uh, Dispatch Podcast Twitter account. And Lightfall is this amazing platformer where you're, you play this tiny little character. It's visually beautiful. The unique part that I talked about is jumping on these blocks that you can spawn. What's interesting here is that the game is relatively short. I maybe played it for about four or five hours to get to the end boss. And I could go back and do speed runs. The end boss took me two and a half hours to beat because I it's a one-shot kill. And you have to restart every single time. And I just kept getting so frustrating, so frustrating. I was sitting down on the couch the other day with Heather. And I'm like, I have to beat this game before we podcast. <laughs> and I finally beat it. And I jumped up and I was so excited. And then it ended. So it's a beautiful, lovely game. I really enjoyed it. I don't know if I enjoyed it more than Celeste. I think I enjoyed Celeste a little bit better. They are hard. I wouldn't say this is as hardcore as Celeste. I don't also think Celeste was that hardcore. But I actually enjoyed this game a lot. I enjoyed the voiceovers a lot in this game. This owl is talking to this whole time. To me, this was really well done and really uh, pleased with Lightfall. And I would encourage people to absolutely check it out. Um, although that end boss is extremely frustrating. That's my <laughs> thoughts. So we have another update about 12 Orbits. Um, the creator of 12 Orbits actually had reached out to us and offered us 
game codes. So we're going to be playing this game and putting together a review for most likely next episode. Um, we just wanted to update everybody, let everybody know that that's coming and just to put that out there. Yeah. And 12 Orbits, we were going to talk about last week. It's a cool $2 game for two to 12 players. And we wanted to put a lot more time into it because mm. Roman is this awesome dude that just emailed us and it was like, hey, you saw in, in some show notes from last week. And we wanted to put more time in it only because you have to have multiple players to have it really shine. But for a $2 game, I played it for a little bit. It's pretty cool, but I want to get more time onto it. Yeah. And also, we mentioned Naruto Shupadin Ultimate Ninja Storm Trilogy last week. And I don't know about other people. I'm a very big fan of the Naruto animation. So I've been watching that. I've actually played one of the games a few years ago. This version for Switch has three games in one. And it is right now considered one of the best sellers on Switch. So we just thought that was fantastic. And it's going to be, it's on my must buy list. So that will be coming up soon in one of the games I'm playing. So let's jump into this week's release and updates. And I have to start off with good old Zen Studios and Pinball, Pinball FX3. Uh, you know, I'm a bin, big Pinball FX3 person. I love Pinball. I can't help myself. I love it on the Switch. Zen Studios, I've been playing their games since the original Pinball FX and before that. And they just came out with this amazing, huge update. I think it's absolutely substantial for Pinball FX3. I saw this come up in my newsfeed and I'm linking to the article, but in the newsfeed of your Switch, it actually has a lot more information. The biggest and baddest and amazing part of this is that they've updated both tablet mode and TV mode to 60 frames per second, which is huge in Pinball. Additionally, on TV mode, it comes in full 1080p, full HD when docked, and they've upgraded all 30 plus tables um, on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, it also brings in a whole bunch of new match uh, matchup leagues, some new notifications. They've updated the local high scores. They have some new leaderboards and a bunch of new quick play options. I got to play this because I've been playing this since it first came out. It's a night and day difference. It feels like a whole new game. Uh, it's probably automatically updated already on your Switch. This is the best pinball game. I love Pinball FX3, and I'm really excited to see Zen Studios um, release this, and I really hope that uh, <laughs> that they release some Star Wars tables soon. That would be awesome. Really. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next game I'm very excited for. I was actually looking forward to it. It was supposed to be released, I believe, uh, maybe last week, and then it was postponed due to some of the, um, I guess, the attacks that were happening in Canada with the, the individual that drove down the sidewalk. So mm -hmm. they pushed this back until this week, but that's Death Road to Canada. So you and I have played this game briefly a few, maybe last year. Um, it's coming out on the Switch, and it's I guess it would be considered like an action, action-adventure type game, two-player. Uh, I think it's two-player local co-op, though, only. And you essentially are, you're, you're moving, you know, you're trying to work your way to Canada, and these, these, it's a pick-your-own-adventure, basically. So this, this text will come up saying, okay, you need to stop. Do you want to stop here, 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 and here? You pick that location, and then you have to bot battle some sort of enemy. Um, and perhaps you made the right choice. Perhaps you made the wrong choice. And then if you do, it's that's it. 
game's over. Yeah. Um, and it is hysterical. It was it was a lot of fun to play together. I'm so, so excited to be playing this again and to play it on Switch. Yeah, I'm going to pick this up again. I was a Kickstarter backer of this game. Uh, the team is really awesome. They worked on it for a long time. And uh, it's also fun if you don't have someone and you just... I went on Twitch and I was Twitch streaming this. And I just asked the Twitch stream to pick where I go next. And they would just <laughs> say A, B, or C. And then just I would go. And it was it was really fun because I haven't played a game like this in a long time mm-hmm. uh, where it's a pick-your-own-adventure uh, type of thing. So I'm interested to see how the Switch version comes out. And then uh, this week, which I'm really excited for because there was a demo. There was a demo, Michael, on the eShop <laughs> of an upcoming game, Go Figure. Uh, and this game is Super Chariot, which is the sequel of sorts to chariot which came out on the ps4 xbox one and wii u back in 2014 this brings everything together uh and super chariot is really interesting uh because you play as these little tiny cute adorable characters you can play as a single player or couch co-op and the idea is that there's this king that has passed and you need to go through the catacombs of the kingdom and get back his treasure and fill up his um, you know, grave or whatever is you know tomb, and uh, there's it's interesting because you're just pushing and pulling around this coffin, and it's <laughs> ridiculous. I don't know. I played through the entire demo from start to finish once. Uh, it's a twenty dollar game coming out. I don't know how I feel because it was a little slow to me just playing the demo. Mm. I also didn't get to experience couch co-op and I know you didn't either. So I think that would really impact how I felt about it. But I, the controls came very natural to me. I ended up pulling the the coffin or chariot the entire time. (laughs) I did that most of the time as well. I pulled that thing all over the place. Yeah, it was pretty good. I don't know. What'd you think of the trailer or the demo? Because you played through it. I played the demo. I, I liked it. I love the... Uh, art style. I love the humor that's in it. The voice over talent is excellent. I I personally had an issue with the controls. Now, this could be just me, but when I am playing Switch, or at least in this game, my instinct is to hit B to jump, and jump in this game is A. And I found that I did that a lot with Zelda too. There was something that was in the controls that I kind of kept having an issue with. Um, I believe the Switch does it differently than maybe Xbox and PlayStation. So by instinct, I always hit B, like the lower the lower button. And in this game, it just kind of like teleports you back to the respawn spot. Not a huge deal. It took me just a couple times, but it was something that I was like, God, that's really frustrating me. Um, other than that, I thought it was really cute. I also thought that the pacing, similar to what you said, felt a little slow. Like I, the challenges weren't r- challenging really in what I played. I know that that's considered the easier levels that we got to play in the demo. Um, but I, I think it was really beautifully done. I'm just not it's one of those, I might have to see it and look into it, look into it a little bit more if it's something I'm going to commit and buy. I'm not sure how I feel about it, only because I have a hard time with couch co-op games because Heather doesn't love games mm-hmm. all that much. And this one may be pretty good because we're playing on a team accomplishing goals and that's the type of games that she really enjoys. Mm-hmm. So I want to try the demo again in couch co-op and see what she thinks. I really enjoy the animation style and the voiceovers. I thought were really funny. Yeah, really well done. Yeah. Um, coming out from WayForward Games this week is Shantae Half Genie Hero. I was also a Kickstarter backer of this game. Go figure. Um, a lot of <laughs> games. 
Uh, Shantae is an old school classic from the Game Boy that they had, um, a way forward had created quite a few times. Um, this game is coming out both retail and online, online, 27 bucks in store, 40 bucks, but there's a day one limited edition that comes with an art book and music soundtrack. So if you're a huge Shantae fan, um, from previous entries from way forward or played half genie hero, uh, before might be looking into, I do love collector's editions. However, I never really could get into Shantae. I, she whips her hair. I don't know if she's a genie. I never got into it and I wanted to give it another chance, but I gave it 30 minutes and I passed on after that. But I know, I know a lot of people will be like, oh my goodness, you know, Shantae is amazing. And now you have it on your switch. So go, go off an adventure. Yeah. So <clears throat> we were, uh, we originally, we were going to leave this off of our list of things to mention, but we were we... going to leave off Michael, a whole bunch of games <laughs> Yeah, we because were. we created the list this week and I looked at the eShop and I go, we want to, we want to bring everyone our top picks that we want to talk about. Maybe that we've played before. And I looked at the eShop and I go, look at this junk because <laughs> I looked at the names of Raging Justice, Garage, Immortal Redneck, Suicide Guy, The Fall. And I go, what is this shenanigans on the eShop? And then Michael said, no, 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 this is not shenanigans. And you were correct. So let's go really quickly through some of these and why people should care. Yeah. So Raging Justice is, it's over the top. It's completely ridiculous. Um, In the vein of like a double dragons or something like that. It's basically your classic beat em up of, as they say, epic proportions. Um, the city is in total chaos, and it's up to you to just basically kick, punch, you know, chop people in half, hit them with baseball bats, and take back your city. <laughs> it's the if you even if nothing else, just watch the trailer. It's hysterical, and that's what made it worth it for me to mention. Yeah, it's also from a uh, Nick Macon. Because it's making games and Anna making, they're all about making games across multiple platforms. <laughs> <laughs> and they, uh, they used to work. Nick used to work at Rare, so he's worked on Cameo, Elements of Power, A Perfect Dark, uh, Zero, Banjo, uh, Kazumi, of uh, which was a concept, and a bunch of other games. So this game really brought me back to the arcade of those classic side scroller, altered beast, you know, type of games. Uh, so it looks cool. I'm actually quite excited about it. In fact, I'm also quite excited about some other games that are of this vein, such as Garage, which has the worst box art of all time. Maybe not of all time, because there's some other ones that are terrible. This comes from Tiny Build, which blew my mind because Tiny Build makes a whole bunch of cool indie games. And this is a top-down shooter in the vein of 80s B-movies of zombie apocalypse of living den coming to life and it looks really cool but i don't know if i can live with that box art on my switch home screen <laughs> uh, it everything about this the everything about the promotion of this game just really upsets me but then playing the trailer changes my mind like maybe i do want to pick this up i don't know it's i wish there were there was a, tr- a demo just give me a five minute demo i would love to play it yeah, I would. I agree. Garage needs a demo. Raging Justice needs a demo. And the next one, Immortal Redneck needs a demo. What a terrible so, name. Yeah, I don't get it. I agree. I agree. This one is a first person shooter set in Egypt. So I off the bat, I was like, wow, that's OK. That's a little different. I had no <laughs> idea. Like, I didn't know I needed that in my life. And then it has some roguelike elements essentially built into it. Now, 
at first we looked at that you know immortal redneck it seems like a throwaway game we were just like Meh. we'll watch the trailer for it it seems really well done seems interesting now, then we went on uh metacritic and the score for it are actually really really well done like that's really high scores so for us it's a 20 dollars buy we had to put it on the list immortal redneck i think i'm gonna pick it up only because the steam like reviews are bonkers yeah like a thousand reviews and has nine nine different reviews i don't or nine star reviews it's crazy and it looks really cool actually and i can't help but want to support that because while i love sort of the side uh like scrolling platformers that the switch has lately i don't want that to be what this machine only does Mm -hmm. so this being something that's a totally different genre i want to support that if no other reason you know what i mean we need other games other than sort of these retro throwback side scrollers I agree. And uh, just like a lot of indie games are coming out that we should support, just like your Naruto game, there's another game in that vein. One Piece Pirate Warriors 3 Deluxe Edition is coming out. If you're a, a One Piece fan, you know, now it's on the Switch. There's a few other games of One Piece on the Switch. Local co-op, um, you can play split screen with your friends. It includes all the previous DLC. I'm not a One Piece um, person. I don't know if you are you at all. No. No, I'm not. Uh, I know that there is some crazy stuff because I played some of the, I think Project uh, X or whatever the the um, multi or the um, fighting game that came out for the uh, DS or 3DS back in the day. I picked up that. It was a crossover. Had some really cool One Piece characters, which was intriguing. But this is kind of one that doesn't really fall into the indie scene, but kind of falls into the niche. If you like this stuff, you're going to buy it. Just like Naruto. If you like Naruto, you're probably going to buy Naruto. And if you like One Piece, you'll probably pick up One Piece. And it's a $40 yeah. game. So probably worth picking it, picking it up if you really like it. Because it comes from both Bandai and Koei uh, Tecmo. Which is really um, some really bang-up developers there. Uh, so many games. So <laughs> I know, many there's games. so many. So the next one we have is a $8 buy, Suicide Guy. Um watched the trailer for it and it totally when i saw the title suicide guy i'm like oh man this sounds like a depressing title uh (laughs) the game is nothing like that essentially you're a protagonist that can't wake up from his dream and it's a first person action puzzle game it seems to be very funny very bright but i think in order to get you to wake up from the dream i think you have to keep trying to kill yourself i think that's where the name comes from um But it it looks kind of quirky and funny and weird, but I think it's for a very specific person to want to play that. That's my take. Yeah, this game, I couldn't figure out by the trailer. There's no demo. Very similar to the next game, The Fall, which is a game that The Fall Part 2 came out last year on the Switch. (laughs) And this is the, I guess, re-releasing of the original to me, it, it felt feels from it's a side scrolling platformer. It looks like 2001 A Space Odyssey. Again, I can't figure this game out. It came out way back on Wii U in 2014 and the Xbox and PlayStation 4 in 2015, but it has an 80% on Metacritic. So I literally cannot figure this out at all. I don't get it. Have I'm you played buying these at this all? one. No, I, I haven't played this, but I am. I've I had seen it. It's funny because earlier today I went through my wish list and was kind mm-hmm. of putting things in order of their rating. And the fall was on my wish list. Um, um, I've played games like Soma and a few others that are very atmospheric, sort of sci-fi games. In this one, basically, you are a person wearing a very high-tech suit, 
and something happens to you and the AI takes over and is trying to save you. So the AI, you are playing essentially as the AI that's animating the suit with a body inside of it. And you are trying to get somewhere to save the person. Um, and it, it's about, it seems like you meet other AIs and other things happening. And I think it seems to start changing the AI and the perception that that AI, the one that's controlling the suit has. So it seems very like atmospheric, very Mm. slight puzzles and stuff, but the story base of it seems really interesting to me. Uh, It is weird that part two came out, but Mm -hmm. before part one, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to pick it up. And for seven bucks, you pre-order it. It comes out, I think on the 10th. Yeah. So we will have to get your update after you play the fall just to see if it's worth it. And then eventually I assume that there'll be, price cuts and uh, you know things like that to for part two to get you enticed to buy both of them mm-hmm. in general but those are the releases there's so many releases i'm i you know we always want to finish the show in 30 minutes but when there's so many releases and updates it's it's so hard to, to get through and we don't want to feel rushed i think we're still figuring out the format here on episode two but uh we don't want it to be too long but <laughs> honestly there's some really cool games i was so surprised because i was going to leave off so many of these do you have a pick it seems like the fall is your pick of this yeah the fall is my pick and then followed up with death road mm-hmm. my pick has to be death road because i've played it before super good um and honestly i think i'm gonna pick up i'm torn between the garage i'm thinking i'm gonna pick up raging justice because stupid it looks amazing and it's priced uh, at 1350 or like 1349 i think it was on the store which i find price. just it just is in line with how ridiculous this game is so i think it, you have to we we have to pick it up you have to. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, you know, this week also some other news that was really interesting that we didn't talk about. So I wanted to save it for our topic of the week that we can kind of discuss here, which is Nintendo's getting into mobile. It's They have released many a games. I'm a huge Super Mario Run fan. I did play Fire Emblem quite a bit. Uh, and they're releasing more and more, um, especially with some things like Mario Kart coming out. But there was a huge thing that was announced last week which is that they're partnering with a mobile games company called Psy Games. If you've never heard of Psy Games, they made one of the most popular mobile games in Japan called Grand Gun or Grand Blue Fantasy. It was so popular that one of my favorite developers, Platinum Games, who created Bayonetta and a lot of other amazing games, are doing a spin-off title for the PlayStation 4. Well, what's interesting here, they're making a brand new RPG uh, called Drago- Dragalia Lost. I'm going to probably say it wrong. Dragalia Lost. I watched a trailer for this. It looks actually really good. Um, I like RPGs. This is only coming out to Japan, Taiwan, Hong Kong, uh, and a few other regions in the summer. But it had me thinking of Nintendo and mobile. They've been slowly creeping in. This is a new IP, something that does not exist in the Nintendo ecosystem. Yeah, Mitomo that was still in the Nintendo ecosystem. Animal Crossing is, of course, in there. But does this mean that we're going to see new IP for start in mobile to trickle or does it come, you know, how does it work? And I wanted to get your thoughts and discuss Nintendo in mobile in a nutshell and what this announcement means. We've had conversations about Nintendo and mobile quite a bit. And my take on Nintendo with mobile so far hasn't been that they've been overly successful. I mean, I, I know that sounds crazy with Pokemon Go being the hit that it was, especially when it initially launched. Um, And I know there's people that love some of the offerings. Like Super Mario Run, I thought was really well done. In my opinion, that was one of my favorite Nintendo 
games that came out for mobile. I just thought mm -hmm. they missed the mark initially with the cost that they set that at. It just seemed like a very, it seemed like they really didn't grasp the platform a hundred percent. And they just mm -hmm. said, well, it's a Nintendo game. We want, you know, top dollar for this game. Um, and it and it was fun, but it it I think it turned a lot of people off. I think it was very committed, very much Nintendo fanboy to buy into a game that's priced that high. Animal Crossing Pocket, uh, I don't really care for. My, I think Mario Kart's going to be a hit. I'm excited at the idea of a new IP that even goes direct to mobile. I mean, as much as we love Switch. Everybody's got a, well, I can't say it, but the, I would say a vast majority of people have a smartphone or a, you know, a phone that's capable of playing one of these games. Mm -hmm. And I think that's exciting. What I really want to see is either some new IP or connected IP. For instance, the Mario Kart. I would love to see some connection between a Switch version and a mobile version. Very similar to Fire Emblem, why isn't there a Switch game where there's some online connectivity that bring these worlds together? Because while I do bring my Switch with me, I'm not always bringing my Switch with me. And it'd be really enticing to have Mario Kart on my mobile device and Mario Kart on my Switch. And while I'm gone, I can pick up, not that it's the same game, but there's some shared interest. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that would be. In, in a world, not like a companion application, but some something that would entice me to play on both my mobile device and my Switch. Uh, because when I'm at home, I don't want to play games on my mobile device. I just don't want to do it. It doesn't interest me at all. But when I'm on the go and I'm on my bus or I'm on in an airport, and I don't want to bust out my Switch or I forgot it at home. Uh, which happens from time to time. Don't 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 get too mad at me. But I don't always bring it with me everywhere. But everyone does have it, and I agree. I think Mario Run is a game that I actually won on my Switch. I would love to have that on my Switch. It'd be amazing. Uh, but I would be really interested to see some new IP that maybe bridges the gap, comes over. I can transfer some state, or I can unlock some shared something that would entice me to play in multiple devices because that would really bring Nintendo's bottom line up. So to me, that's what I want to see Nintendo go to. And I'm totally cool with new IP, new IP all the day. Even if it doesn't come to the US, I want to see all the all the Nintendo invest in new things. Cause if this is a huge hit, maybe that will spawn some awesome RPG. I mean, I'm not a uh, a huge RPG player, but there's tons of interest. And who doesn't want to see more new games coming to the Switch at some point? Well, who's to say that it can't even be the same? Like, I mean, this this game is going to be coming out, I'm assuming, to the U.S. at some point. And maybe not initially, but it will be here. But if we're talking about Mario Kart, you know, you can have Fortnite. Fortnite Mobile can play with Fortnite uh, mm -hmm. PC and Xbox. Like, you can play each other at the same game. and But that's free. You can't... There, that's a Nintendo's never going to give away a free Mario Kart game on the Switch. They're going to have to make it free to some extent with loot crates or something on the mobile. You know, that's what they mm -hmm. did with Fire Emblem. And there's well, that's, Pub that's 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 the struggle. There's no well, way they're going to PUBG, PUBG Mobile is is free. PUBG on the PC and console is paid. But mm. you it's the same. Now, I could be wrong though. PUBG may be different in the fact that there may not be crossover play. 
I have mm. to check on that because that may be the difference. But Fortnite definitely has crossover play. I've played people on mobile while I was on console. Um, so I think that there definitely could be either a companion where maybe you buy the Mario Kart game and then you are able to do something on the side as as a as a companion app or why not make it so that there is some sort of i don't know but yes i i'm totally agreeing with you in the fact that nintendo needs to embrace this entire platform that they couldn't put out quality games on and even if there isn't crossover why not cater to another market it's only going to make your make you more appealing if somebody's playing a mobile game that they love on their phone there's more likelihood that they'll say, well, maybe I'll buy into this switch or maybe I'll buy into something else, you know, because I love what they're doing. Yeah, I, I agree. You, they can use it as a tool to sell more switches. That yeah. definitely, I think is where they need to go to. Cause that Nintendo brand is strong. And then if that IP comes, starts on mobile and then transitions into switch, you're likely to actually pick up a switch to play that game. Sure. Hmm. All right. I'm wow. excited to see. I'm, I'm hoping that there's more announcements um, at E3. I mean, and you and I, are, our excitement is growing every day for E3 because we are such fans right now of what Nintendo's doing. So I, I would really be happy to see some more, um, maybe another little bit more teaser about what's coming out for mobile as well as the other, you know, 3DS and uh, Switch. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what they do with the 3DS because they had a big announcement. They didn't have an announcement, but in the press release, they followed up on the on the Switch and the 3DS and said, "No, the 3DS, like it's around. We're investing. It's not going away. So we'll see what happens um, <laughs> in that instance." But let's finish it off in the last few minutes here and in our classic "What You Playing." Uh, I'll tell you, I've just been playing Lightfall and Zen Pinball because of the big updates. But Heather and I are still playing Just Dance 2018 uh, because Just Dance 2018 is amazing. I love Just Dance. It's ridiculous and fun. And they have a really cool mode where you just unlock like a thousand songs. I know you're thinking, Michael, Just Dance, that's ridiculous, but it is so much fun. Shut your mouth. (laughs) And you need to dance your heart out with your best friend and partner in life and just love it because it is amazing and everyone should own this game. When you see it on sale, buy it. It's a must buy. I'm telling you, it's so good. Good for everybody, and it's amazing. And it's a workout because there isn't even a calorie counter in it. So, well, boom. I mean, buy it. it that's <laughs> it, sounds like a win win all around. So, uh. I'm playing. I, I will say, I am not playing Just Dance, uh, maybe in the future, but right now, Super Chariot, the demo, mm-hmm. I'm playing that. Um, Splatoon 2. So, Splatoon has a new Splatfest for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles right now. So, I think this one, the one that just ended was Raphael and Leonardo, I believe. Um, and then next week is going to be Michelangelo Donatello. And then the battle the following week will be the winner of those two. Mm. So, I'm excited to see who comes out supreme. And there has been some talk that Nintendo's pairing with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because we may see the turtles in the new smash brothers that would be amazing it would I want be amazing it. i don't I know anything it. about it that would be amazing let's keep our fingers crossed um i'm also playing load runner legacy the demo if 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 you never heard load runner this was a game that released in 1983 now it's being relaunched like all of the original content from the other games was is included in this just sort of remastered and put together it's I'm not blown away by it yet. I was never a huge 
like fan of the original. I never really played the original. So I just wanted to try this because the name was very familiar to me. Um, I think I just need to play a little bit more of that. And then the last game I bought was on sale for like a dollar and a quarter. Mm -hmm. It's called Sparkle 2 Evo. So if anybody's ever played Flow, it was it's very similar to that. It looks I, I thought it was that game. It looks almost identical. And essentially you start as this little organism and you eat an orb and you get a little bigger and then you eat another orb, you get a little bigger and you're essentially evolving and becoming a creature based on what you're eating. Like if you eat a certain color, you grow into a thing that's optimized for attacking or something like that. Um, the game is a little wonky. It's not exactly, I mean, for a buck, it's, it's kind of hard not to just pick it up. I thought it would be sort of really relaxing like flow was. It just doesn't seem as put together as flow. Uh, so it's okay. You know, I don't feel like I'm out that much, but that's what I'm playing. Oh, I was getting ready to hit buy, but now I'm not going to spend that dollar 25. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I Think will on it. Think I, on it. I will say I also downloaded the Load Runner legacy demo a long time ago. I was not hooked. I uninstalled it completely. Yeah. I don't know why. Just not, I don't know. Too slow. <laughs> it was really slow it was very slow i just didn't didn't do it for me yeah well look at that we made it through episode two of nintendo's dispatch i'm proud of us we did it yeah well you can of course find us anywhere all over the internet i am at james montemagno michael is at ms Rivette, and the podcast is at dispatch yeah at dispatch podcast on twitter you can of course go to nintendodispatch.com to keep up to date and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast applications and of course leave us a review on apple Podcasts or share it from overcast and we would absolutely love that and we're available everywhere so every single podcast app subscribe tell a friend and we would absolutely appreciate it so until next week this has been another nintendo dispatch michael i miss you i love you and thanks for thanks for being on this podcast with me you too buddy